You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Miles can't even hit the front end. 1.2 seconds to go, and the final foul given. You would think. Texas. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe Jaren Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. The call there last night, of course, Texas, the comeback on TCU in a Big 12 game last evening. We can talk about that and a lot more with our next guest, John Henson, two-time ACC Defensive Player of the Year in North Carolina. Former NBA pro, now at MSG in New York, and the field of 68. He joins us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Big comeback last night for Texas, John. And the game I was watching a little bit last night, Marquette taking down UConn. Shaka Smart, uh, John, he's he's got this Marquette team playing really good basketball. I I like what I'm seeing. What 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 was your takeaway last night, UConn-Marquette? I love how Marquette's playing. Um, you know, they're they're a force to be reckoned with, and I, I think Shaka Smart's like the perfect fit. I think Texas, the blue chip guys, the five star guys. I don't th- think those are the guys that he kind of needed with his system and how he works. Marquette, it's Wisconsin. It's the hometown. It's not a pretty place to be, but he gets like hard, greedy guys, and you know they beat UConn. And they're kind of a force to be reckoned with. They got two guards, Kolick and uh, Cam Jones, who are kind of perfect complements to each other. Kolick is averaging eight assists. Cam Jones is averaging 16 points per game. So that's a team that, that that's fun to watch, and uh, you got to keep an eye on them. Anything else, uh, John, from last night that stood out? Maybe you're going to take a look at in the future. You had that Texas comeback uh, later on. You had Bama running away from Arkansas on the road. Uh, anything stand out? Alabama is for real. I think that was a game I was watching, um, you know, and they were at plus one with Arkansas missing their best player. And if you kind of look at the stats, Arkansas is really good at the rim. Alabama protects the rim really well. So Alabama's a team that I think is, is, is rolling right now. And um, somebody definitely, definitely to watch. John, let's talk big picture, just a few games in a conference play. Who is a team that you're buying low on and who are you high on? I'm going to buy low if it is low on UVA. So UVA does not really play a good team until early February. Um, at, and that's NC State, and they have them at the crib. Um, and then they play Duke. And then they don't play anybody else again. So I think UVA is going to go on a little roll here. I think that's a team you buy low on right now because uh, they're, they're, they're due for a good run. They don't really play anybody coming up, you know, in a kind of a weaker ACC. John, I'm curious as someone who, who's – playing career is not that far behind them. Like you just, you yeah. played very recently and, and not that much older than even the college kids, right? Your, your yeah, NBA yeah. careers. Uh, so I'm curious from your perspective, now in the sports betting space, doing your show for MSG, mm-hmm. when you watch teams, when can you like watch one team and see another team and say that team matches up well against them? Tell us your, your process because a lot of us, 
we're fans. Yep. We watch. We also look at numbers, stats to give us a, a thought. How do you marry it as someone who obviously has an eye for this and, and just recently was still playing? Um, I, I look at the matchups also, especially NBA. I look at the schedule. Um, I see kind of where they've been on the road. If a team is taking a bad loss, sometimes and they have a high spread and there's a high spread for, you know, for them to cover or not, or not cover. I, I like to kind of, you know, take the points with the team. And then as far as college basketball, you have to watch to kind of understand. So for example, if you kind of Marquette, on paper, you're like, oh, UConn matches up well. But if you watch the Marquette games and really put the eye test on them, you knew they were going to come out and play well. So that's kind of my biggest thing, with especially basketball. You have to watch some games and understand the team. Like, for instance, the Knicks. I did a little bet cast for the Knicks against the Bucks. The Knicks let the Bucks come back up 18. I knew they were going to come motivated for the Pacers, so I took the Knicks. So that's kind of would be my best advice. If you can kind of turn on a game or two and watch every once in a while and kind of, you know, see what's going on with these teams and how they're playing, um, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, if you've watched at all recently, know how bad things are in Kentucky. Coach Cal, oh, yeah. you know, he used, he's used to talking his way out of things. It's not happening anymore. People are not buying back-to-back losses. Now they go to Tennessee coming up on Saturday. Uh, what are you seeing there? Because in the past, it's a, we knew that he was X's and O's. He was not the best X's and O's guy, but he was bringing in right. the best talent in the country. They were right. able to, you know, because of the talent that they had on the court, you know, overcome some things. And by the second half of the season, they would get, you know, they would get better and better throughout as as they work together. Uh, wh- what's going wrong right now? Offensively, they're struggling. Um, and like I said, Coach Kyle is known for bringing in the best talent. He is the best X and O's guy. So, so he's got to figure it out. The Tennessee game is going to be interesting because, you know, do the books kind of say, hey, it's still Kentucky and, and, and give them, you know, a, a shorter spread or they, you know, give them a high spread. I, I don't know what they're going to do with that. But Coach Kyle has got to figure it out. I think he's on the hot seat, man. I, the fans. Wow. Kentucky, Big Blue Nation, the, Kentucky, Big Blue Nation does not take to losing well. Um as you've seen a lot of older coaches as, as of late kind of bow out and retire, Kyle's not going to do that. So I kind of wonder where they're going to go, but the Tennessee game is going to be tough for them because I really have Tennessee as one of my kind of teams that are under the radar and, and, and really, really good. Mm, I like it. What about tonight's yeah. slate? You've got Utah at UCLA. This is the biggest uh, spread when it comes to some of these top 25 mm-hmm. games. Um, UCLA minus 12 and a half. Does anything interest you in this matchup? Um, I, I hate a lot of points with the kind of rivalry. They, they both play well. Utah's a really good basketball team. I'm kind of looking at the uh, the under, 135 and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 5-1 in UCLA's last no, it's five one in Utah's last five games after against a spread loss, and it's five. UCLA is five for five in the, on the under as well in their last five. So, I'm looking at the under. They're both top twelve in efficiency. Efficiency. Um, the twelve points is a lot to lay, but UCLA beats teams at home by twenty three points per game and at almost eighteen points per game as a favorite. So, I can see Ooh. why they did that, but I'm more sure of the under. Good stuff. John Henson joining us here, talking some college hoops. John, give us a team under the radar. Maybe they're not ranked top three, four, five, but you could see them making a run in March. Like, who's a team you have circled and said, if they get a good seed, if you like their bracket, you think they can make a real run in, in March Madness? Who's an under-the-radar team for you? I'm going to go with Miami. I, I wouldn't say they're under the radar. They are top 25, but they're rolling. They have the best backcourt in the ACC. They just took care of Boston College 
uh, covered actually to uh, a large spread. Um, Nigel Pack, Isaiah Wong are two of the more gifted guards in the league, and, and they're moving up, and they're going to have a chance up here this next week or so to really show the world what they're, you know, what they can do. But I think during the tournament season, that's a team that is going to make some noise, you know, down there with Jim Laranega. Uh, Gonzaga, BYU tonight. Uh, also, Arizona, yeah. Oregon State. Uh, some games. We got uh, 15 and the hook. Anything in either of those matchups? You know, uh, the Arizona State, Oregon. Oregon's really good at home. Um, Arizona State's kind of been inconsistent. That's kind of a stay away from me. Um, but the Zags at BYU, I really like that over. Um, it's another game that Zags and BYU always play close. It's uh, it's going to be a close game, I'm assuming, down the stretch. The Zags have the fourth-rated offense in the country. Um, but And BYU is not great from the perimeter, but they're good inside, and Gonzaga is not that good inside. They're top 55 in pace. Um and BYU fouls a lot as well. Drew Timmy down there. So I, I, I like the over in that game. 152 and a half is a lot, but I, I do like the over. That's my favorite play. And I've had some success with these overs and unders if you really kind of take a look at some of these games um, as of late, especially these uh, big time, you know, prime time games, rivalry games with uh, high paced offenses. Nice. So John's a total guy. Well, I'm a total guy. Team. Look, look. <laughs> And trust it, like, come on, like 18-year-old kids, I mean, unless that spread is, is close enough, like three to six, it scares me, you know, especially with teams on the road and home. I, I, I like the over-under, especially when it's two defensive teams or two big uh, high-powered offensive teams. I love it. I love it. Give me a team come March that you could see, you know, having a top-ranked team that you just think mm-hmm. could be a little fraudulent, have an early exit uh, come tournament time. Um, I, You know, I'm going to have to go with – Let's go Kansas State. Anybody in the Big Ten. Let's just go anybody. In the, I'll, I'll leave Kansas State out. Anybody in the Big Ten. Purdue's <laughs> the only thing that that only team in the Big Ten that really has kind of a stamp momentum and a, a team that's going to be solid. But other than that, I mean, Illinois is struggling. You got Nebraska beating people at home. Michigan State surging. Michigan's kind of struggling. Indiana lost by 20 at Penn State. Penn State got beat by uh, Purdue pretty good. So, um, anybody in the Big Ten might want to fade them in March. The Big Ten hasn't done well in March in a long time, so I think that trend is going to continue. All right, let's turn to some NBA here, John. Uh, some good games tonight. Unfortunately, Kevin Durant hurts, so it's not as great yep. of a matchup as it would have been uh, about a week ago. But the Celtics in Brooklyn tonight taking on the Nets. Celtics about a three-point favorite. What do you think of this matchup? And do you think the Nets could kind of stay afloat here the next month or so uh, without KD? Because he was playing at a ridiculously high level yep. uh, this season. So they're getting, I think, three and a, the Nets are getting three and a half um, at home. No KD. Brooklyn, uh, Boston doesn't have Marcus Smart. It's a back-to-back. But the Boston is Boston is the best in, uh, road team in the NBA. I think they're sitting at like 19 and seven. And three points against a KD-less Nets, who KD has been the steady driving fact force of that team. I got to go hammer the Celtics on a minus three and a half on the road. Without Marcus Smart, I think it's kind of a steal, to be honest. So uh, I think it's going to be a good game. And if the money line's low enough, I might, I, I would take that too. But we'll see. We'll, so we'll, we'll see. Minus 150? I'll take the money line too. I like that. Money line Celtics. <laughs> what about uh, Milwaukee, Miami tonight? Every time I look, this heat, this heat number's jumping. Maybe uh, there's some intel out there about who's not going to be playing, possibly for the Bucs. Uh, heat 
favored by four and a half against the Bucks. What do you think? You know, that line is kind of tricky. Um, mm-hmm. You don't know who's going to play until literally the game starts with all the injuries and stuff. And um, that's a game I'll probably wait until game time or, or bet live. I do like the Bucks getting four and a half, but it's a back-to-back. They've been on the road. They got two good hard-fought wins against the Knicks and the, uh, and the uh, Hawks. So might be a little letdown spot for them. So I, I would I would probably just wait and kind of bet live and see how they look, you know, maybe in the first quarter, see how they look, and then go from there. It was a rough start to the season for the Lakers. Then they messed around, won five straight. They just lost to the Nuggets tonight. They're hosting the Mavericks. Three-and-a-half-point dogs. Did the Lakers figure something out, or what? What are what is your take here? <laughs> My take on the Lakers is LeBron can turn it on when he wants. He's gonna he's he's trying to get this scoring title out of the way, but overall they are playing better. That's a team I still I stay away from all Lakers bets spreads and and Mavericks as well. You don't know what the Mavericks are gonna do. I mean the Mavericks can win by twenty, lose by twenty. Um, this is a game that I'm just gonna just watch and enjoy greatness because. Uh, these are two kind of inconsistent teams. It's almost like a coin flip. So, uh, but if I have to lean, I will go Lakers plus three and a half. Um, they've been playing well. They're at the crib. So uh, I'll go that. I'll, I'll lean that way. John, I'm, I'm very curious your theory on this. I mean, it hasn't always been like this. But mm-hmm. this year in the NBA, no one can win on the road. What do you think's going on? You look right now across the NBA. Brooklyn has a road uh, winning record on the road. Milwaukee. Your old team has a winning record. The Knicks have a winning record on the road. I think that might be it across the entire league. Three teams have winning records on the road. What do you think's going on? Is it travel? Is it the schedule? Is it just a weird year? What, what, what's your theory? You know, being as I, I played like nine years, especially later in the season, sometimes you travel and you wake up in a hotel room and you're like, where am I? Like, that's literally how it goes sometimes. So it's tough. Um going city to city, and I was looking at these schedules like, I mean, teams are going from Philly to Miami on back-to-backs. That's a long trip. You're getting in at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. You have to wake up for film, all that type of stuff. So I think it's just the travel. Um, and, you know, fading the road team, coming off a of back-to-back or playing three and four usually is a, is a, is a good trend to do. But, yeah, definitely road is tough in the NBA. And, and the NBA at, at this time is – it's harder than seven. I think in the West, six and a half games between seventh and first. East between first and six is four games. So it's it's going to be tougher, you know, to win games every night. Anything on uh, MVP? They've got four players at three or four to one. It's like they tear it out. Then you drop to KD, Embiid. Uh, early favorite for you? I like Luca. Um, the Mavericks have to still do a little work, but I like Luca to win it. He's, he's he's getting the media hype, which is the first battle. Um, yeah. And um, I like Tatum too. Tate, I like Tatum too as as well. I think Tatum actually has the highest odds, maybe. But um, yeah, Luca or Tatum. Uh, Boston's number one in the, uh, the East. They're playing well. Jason's got to keep rolling. But I think this year is kind of going to be a toss up. Um, and even with Jokic, Jokic is having his best statistical season ever. So, like, do we have to, like, are we brave enough to put him as a three-time MVP with, like, Larry Bird and Will Chamberlain? I, I don't know, but he's he's playing really well, too. Great stuff, John. We appreciate you hopping on. Good luck with Thank the show guys. over at MSG. Field of 68. We'll catch up again soon. Great stuff from John. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. My, you got it, John. Appreciate it. GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest line, the Phoenix A Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Next up. 
Patrick Everson, Covers.com. We'll talk Wild Card Weekend on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.